four of 2020 in review just for you. This one is Famous Quotes, and it's been sliced and diced into the best parts just so you can get a quickie in and listen to it. Enjoy. Sometimes you hear a famous quote and you go, that's novel, that's wonderful, but what the fuck do I do with that? Well, I'm going to break it down. The first person on our famous quotes list is Benjamin Franklin. Younger folks may not know who Benjamin Franklin is, but he is very famous in times that have long since passed. His famous quote, I don't have a drum roll, but it's, tell me and I forget, teach me and I remember, involve me and I learn. Wonderful quote. It's certainly true for me, as I think it is for anyone. There's different levels of involvement here in the way he's speaking. Action is always the great equalizer. You tell me in passing, eh, okay, I might have thought that was super cool. I really like that little tidbit of information, that nugget you dropped on me that I, I maybe I learned a little something from that by hearing it. You take the time to teach me. Well, that's more involved. That's a, it's going to leave a greater impression than just hearing it. You're, you're, you're getting involved with me. You're talking to me. You're having an interaction with me. You're trying to explain it better to me. So that's the next step, but involve me. That's the third step he spoke about, the most powerful one. Involving me. Let me be active in the event. Hands-on learning. Well, this has the most powerful effect on neuroplasticity. Neurons that fire together, wire together. Getting involved with action, motion, movement. It equals impact, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary folks. I seem to always have to say that now just because we're in such a strange era that some people don't want to define their sexuality. But... I respect it, so yet I still say it. <laughs> ah, hmm, let me clear my throat. So anyways, knowledge. Knowledge is not power. It's the possibility. I mean, that's, that's what, that is what knowledge is. You, you can hold it in. You can never even use it. But it's the possibility that it could be power once it's used. Like an engineer's knowledge is nothing until he builds a bridge or a skyscraper. He could as well take that power and show somebody else how to construct or build like he can. Take knowledge and turn it into value for yourself, someone else, or the world. Ultimately providing value to the world is why we are here. It's not to just hide in a hole and survive until judgment day. Duck and cover, motherfucker. No, that's not the that's not the reason. Okay. So next person. Napoleon Hill. He's from yesteryears as well. 
not as long ago as uh, Mr. Benjamin Franklin. He's a little bit more current. He authored a book that many people know. He's authored many books, but this is the main book. Think and Grow Rich. Not just with money. It could be physically. It could be mentally. Think and Grow Rich. There's many ways to be rich, folks, not just money. But money is the main thing we think of, and it's one of the main elements of the book. So what is his quote? Whatever the mind of a man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Okay, why it won't work for some situations. Okay, I'll give you this. I'm in my 40s. I'm still in good shape, though, but I'm six foot tall. I say I believe I'm going to get a contract to play in the NBA. The probability is a, I'd say 0% chance. <laughs> it's not happening. Okay, so believing and achieving, conceiving, all that, put, put it together. I mean, it's, it's I don't care what I believe more than likely it's just not going to happen okay it can't be achieved all the believing and conceiving can't make that an achievable goal so i mean there is some realism you need to have here we have the power of imagination no other creature has that to our knowledge it is a special ability that human beings have we can peer into visions of the past. We can have the power of imagination. That's why we have artwork and music and all these wonderful things. If you can imagine something wonderful you want or the person you want to change into, it's possible with belief. It must be charged with emotion. Emotion equals motion. Then chased with action. I'm not a public speaker. In fact, I'm quite an introvert. Honestly. But I decided I wanted to start a podcast. That's very intimidating. Considering I like to keep to myself. With these things and like my background struggling with anxiety. Which I have dealt with. I'm just admitting it here. I might as well be honest with you. But I have conceived the idea. I believed I could do it. So I went to work. Getting materials together. Deciding how to bring value to you people out there in listening land. I had to come up with a cover photo for my podcast. And a name for what the hell it would be about. I got a list together of subject material. What I could share with you. What would be interesting? Again, what's the value? Before you know it, I conceived, I believed, ultimately, I achieved. You can accomplish utterly amazing things this way with this frame of mind, with this simple quote that I gave you from Napoleon Hill. Just be realistic, like I said earlier. 
I mean, you don't have to. That's your choice if you want to be completely asinine and insane, what some people might consider insane. Go ahead, be that way. You don't have to put yourself in a box or give yourself guidelines or be rigid by any means. Sometimes that's the best thing you can be is absolutely crazy with your choice on where you're going in life. And don't let anybody steer your ship any other direction. Go straight ahead through all the naysayers, through all the bullshit. Fuck them all. Do it. Say you can and believe it. So again, Napoleon Hill, whatever the mind of a man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Anybody know who Will Smith is? I bet you... There's not a damn person that listens to this that doesn't know who Will Smith is. Let me give you, Will Smith's quote is not really a quote. It's more like a fucking paragraph, but it's motivational and it's wonderful. And it's, oh, it just makes me want to get up and fucking take off running for no damn reason out my door and just blaze a trail straight to somewhere special in this universe. But that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's just one of those things. It's, it's when somebody speaks with passion like this, like Will Smith is known on many occasions to do, just light you up with a fucking quote that just will kick you in the ass and make you go, damn, that motherfucker's got it. It's something special. It's something that not many people have. Well... He's sharing one of his things that makes him different. One of one of his beliefs, one of his quotes. Like I said, it's not a small quote. It's, it's more like a paragraph that I have of his that he laid out there in an interview that makes him who he is. Mr. Will Smith, here's your quote. The only thing I see that is distinctly different about me is I'm not afraid to die on a treadmill. I will not be outworked, period. You might have more talent than me. You might be smarter than me. You might be sexier than me. You got it on me in nine categories. But if we get on the treadmill together, there's two things. You're getting off first or I'm going to die. It's really that simple. You're not going to outwork me. A simple, basic concept. The guy who is willing to hustle more is going to get that loose ball. The majority of people, the places they want or achieving the things they want, it's strictly based on hustle, on being outworked, missing crucial opportunities. I say all the time, if you stay ready, You ain't got to get ready. Mr. Will Smith, thank you for sharing your life philosophy. And that quote is a keeper. That's one that we all want to live by. All right. If you didn't know, you express yourself more with body language and tonality than you ever do with words. So in the upcoming excerpt from the podcast, Body Language, you will learn more. 
In a well-known study, it was proven that words account for 7% of your communication. Only 7%. That is nothing. So what's the other percentages? Tonality accounts for 38% of your communication. Very large amount, but the biggest amount is body language at 55% of your communication. Have you heard the saying, it's not what you say, it's how you say it? Of course you have, and it's true. 93% of your communication is not even words. So let's look at some of the different things that are attributed to body language. They come in clusters. People prejudge other people immediately based on body language. It's tempting to try and hone in on one gesture to base that judgment, but you can't. They usually come in clusters of three, four, five, or more. So to judge one is to ignore the others. Don't do that. Don't ignore. Pay attention. Analyze the people around you and what they're doing. The better you get at that, the better you're going to realize what's going on in the person's mind. Pay attention to all the subtle little details. The way they're holding themselves, the way they're moving their hands, the way their eyes are looking in different directions. There's a science and art to reading people's eyeballs, looking up and to the right, up and to the left, down and to the left, down to the right, straight at you. What are they thinking? Well, that could be a whole nother episode just on how to read eyes. Let's go to the next one. Congruence. Words, tone, and nonverbal need similarity to be congruent. Words, tone, and nonverbal need similarity to be congruent. If all three don't agree... There is a disconnect between you and me. Just think about it this way. I give you an example. See what you think. I'm talking to you, and I say, I'm real excited to be here with you today. So, the words say I'm excited, but I sound upset or pissed off or like I have something stuck up my ass and I'm not very happy about it. You can't see me, but say I have my arms crossed. uh, I have a scowl on my face. That just doesn't make sense. Then the statement that I made, you'd be very confused, right? Because it's incongruency. It is not congruent. If I'm excited, I would have eyes wide I'd be smiling more than likely. I'd have open body language. And I'd say, I'm really excited to be here with you today. That's the way it should come out. Not that... Tasmanian devil sound stuff. Okay, next one. Context. If you see a guy wearing a skiing jacket walking down the road when it's 90 degrees outside, you're going to notice... That's out of context. Wearing a skiing jacket when it's 90 degrees makes no freaking sense unless they have mental problems. Another example, if you see someone traveling internationally with no luggage, this wouldn't make sense. That's way too long of a trip to have nothing with you, making it out of context. Get it? 
Okay, moving on. Culture. There are many hand gestures that mean something different in a non-American culture. Mm-hmm. Some symbols mean different things. Some cultures greet different than others. Our standard thing is a handshake. Other cultures have different standards on greetings when they walk up to one another. I don't know all of them. I just know cultures vary. But these are examples of different body language that can vary with different cultures. Okay? So if you're going to go to another country, you might want to learn some of these things so that you are culturally appropriate when you get there with your body language. Because it matters. Seriously. When we're talking about body language, we should focus on the face. Yes, the face says so much. How does it say so much? Well, we all have 43 facial muscles. Facial muscles. Pardon me for the mispronunciation. 43 facial muscles. That is a lot. 37 of those facial muscles make 27 different expressions alone. You probably heard the term poker face. Well, some poker players can appear very stoic or unemotional. And they do this so you can't read them. They don't want you to know what cards they have by appearing stoic. But you can still read body language and eyes. They can give away a tell or insight to what the person's thinking without a grand facial gesture. So, lots of professional poker players learn to read body language and eyes, but even some poker players are smart enough to wear sunglasses so you can't see their eyes because some things you just can't hide, so you just try and hide as much as you can. Next, hands. Hand gestures when speaking show authenticity and confidence. That can increase your connection to one person or a crowd you're speaking with. Hands can be a tell that you're innocent or guilty when someone makes an accusation. You could be a fucking criminal and be caught just by the way you're acting with body language. That's a lead. If I asked you, did you steal my money? It was on the table right near you. Immediately, you should have an automatic gesture showing empty hands, palms open. I didn't do it. If you're guilty, it's likely no hand gesture will occur. And these are techniques that law enforcement uses, like the FBI. And they have some very interesting techniques. One day... I should go over one of the specialists I listen to that does this uh, FBI um, interrogations and focuses on body languages and tonality and things of that nature so he can read through somebody if they're lying. It's very, very interesting, the science behind it. When you are speaking to a crowd or nowadays it's more like you'll be on a Zoom meeting, always try and show from your waist up. The belly, the belly, the midsection area, in general, is where your vital organs are. Carotid artery is in your neck. And if you expose this area, it shows vulnerability and comfort. 
which you want to translate over to the crowd or whoever you're speaking to, even if it's one-on-one. It makes a great impression on your listeners. You want to show truth, authenticity, and proof of that. So move with purpose, make gestures, punctuate sentences with those hand gestures. Emotion has motion. Always remember that. Emotion has motion. So if you want to translate that to somebody else, you need to move. Move with your words. Body language is something that we don't even think about. Mostly on a subconscious level, it just happens. And you can be giving off the wrong messages or the right messages, depending on what you're doing. So put a little bit more thought into your body language. Next up, we have clips from the episode Gym Etiquette. How can you be a better gym member? How do you put up with the jackasses at the gym? Have you ran into the fucking mask police lately at the gym? You know what I'm talking about. Check it out. This is something that has always um, bothered me with some folks in the gym. Some people are wonderful about taking care of sharing a space with other people. But um, now there's even more complications with COVID being present and having to wear a mask and cleaning stuff. And anyways, let's just get it kicking here. Let me start off with uh, some things that are pet peeves of mine. When I'm at the gym and I see somebody walk away from a machine and leave a fuckload of free weights on something that they could obviously lift and put on the machine, but do not have the decency to pull off for maybe an elderly person or a little lady that wants to use it. Hell, I don't want to fucking take all your weight off either. Be a gentleman and put your shit away. And if you're a lady, I mean, come on. Just put the weights away. But the worst, of course, is the meatheads that want to throw three or four 45s on the side of a, a bar or something. And, and then somebody has to come move all their shit off. Or a leg press, they stack full of like eight plates on each side. And then I'm supposed to pull all that shit off? Fuck you. Have some decency. Think of everybody else, not just yourself. Put your weights back where you got them. Okay, so that's one thing that bothers me. Then there's crotch sweat, back sweat, nasty sweat. After you've been on a machine, if you're sweating profusely all over a bench or a seat of some sort or the machine you're leaning against doing your exercises, wipe your sweat away. Now, with the COVID um, statutes that are in place at a lot of these gyms, you have to clean up after yourself now. Or they have people like constantly every 30 minutes coming up in the gym floor cleaning up everything, which they shouldn't have to mop up your nasty sweat. But wipe your machine down if you're sweating all over it. If you're not, no big deal. I'm not going to freak out if you didn't wipe it off and there's no sweat on it. Fuck it. I'm there to work out, man. There's a certain amount of risk, I assume, by going to the gym. Okay, what are some other things at the gym that are pet peeves of mine? Well, let me just go ahead and throw in this COVID error thing that's going on right now. What about the masks? Like, 
Some gyms are letting you take your mask down as long as you're six foot away from somebody else. One gym that I'm going to, you have to wear a mask, which is very difficult if you're doing extremely tough sets, supersets, lifting extremely heavy, pushing yourself to the limit. You're not just in there half-assing it. You might need to catch your breath, and it's very hard to do with a mask on your face. It feels like it's suffocating you. So me and lots of other folks have uh, tried to work halfway with these people by dropping the mask down to where your nose is exposed. So at least you can breathe through your nose, and you're not breathing out your mouth, huffing and puffing and blowing stuff everywhere, which I don't agree with. Anyways, I say big middle finger to mask, but... I know a lot of people believe that it's they're brainwashed by the media and Dr. Fauci and who and CDC all saying that, oh, if you don't wear a mask, you're going to kill people. You're not being considerate. Well, I don't think you should be at the fucking gym anyways if you could die from COVID. Okay. If you're not healthy enough to be at the gym or if you're that freaking scared, don't come to the gym. Just stay home. Get you a little weight set and play around with your Nordic track or, you know, your shake weight or whatever. You're, you got things you can do. So, the master of problem. And just the other day, I'm minding my own business at the gym. And I hear somebody yelling out the side of my ear. I'm on a tricep extension on a cable. So, I'm, I'm working on my triceps and... This guy sees it his business to come over and start hollering in my ear with my headphones in. Um, so I stop what I'm doing and pull off my headphone and I'm like, can I help you? He said, yeah, you need to fix your mask. Fix my mask? Yeah, it's not over your nose. I said, that's because I can't breathe with it over my nose. And in fact... Aren't you over there like two or three machines away from me? Why don't you leave me alone and mind your own business? He said, you need to think about other people. You could get other people sick. I had such a hard time not wanting to smash his fucking face into a manwich mill. But I (laughs) held myself back and I didn't do it. And I said, listen... I respect the way you feel, just like I hope you respect the way that I feel. I am not within six foot of anybody else, and I'm pulling down my mask so I can breathe through my nose while I do my set. So if you would be kind enough, please leave me alone and don't say another word to me. And if you've got a problem, go to the front and talk to them, because I know everybody here, and they can come talk to me, but it's not your business to be telling me how I need to wear a mask. So another pet peeve, if you have a problem with people wearing masks incorrectly in public or um, at gyms or anything like that, go talk to management. Go talk to somebody in authority and see if they can do something about it. But don't bring it upon yourself to encroach on somebody else's personal fucking freedom to wear a mask or not. Now, I had the mask on. I just didn't have it over my nose. And again, I was socially distanced from him. I was not right next to this guy. He found that he needed to come over to me 
from, you know, freaking 15 foot away and say something. And another thing I mentioned to him is, hey, uh, if you would uh, kindly look around the gym, 50% of the people in this gym have got their mask either pulled down on their mouth exposed or their nose. So I think you need to go have a talk with all them too. And he got frustrated with me and he stormed out of there. He went and talked to the people at the front desk. They didn't even come say anything to me. They told me when I was leaving that he bitched about me. And I said, yeah, I figured you wouldn't do anything. So, um, anyways, that's that. Um, that's just another little pet peeve of mine. Okay, let's go into the locker room. Dun, dun, dun. Walking into the locker room, what could possibly happen that's going to be causing problems in the locker room? Well, simple stuff like if you're pissing at a toilet, try and piss in it, not all over it like guys do. Girls don't seem to have problems like this. And guys go into the bathroom, and I swear they hover over the toilet. Some some guys do. And I'll walk into a stall, and it looks like somebody literally like just kind of aimed at the toilet from about five foot away and sprayed fucking diarrhea all over the place. <laughs> and this is... Gross enough to make you want to do the exorcist, green pea soup, puke, hurl straight like a freaking fire hose when you see it. So, dude, I don't know if girls even do this because I don't go into the girls' restroom and look. But in guys' restroom, guys do this shit. Sit down on the toilet, plant your ass as close to that fucking bowl as you can, and spray your Taco Bell or whatever you've been eating that's upset your stomach into the toilet and flush it so nobody has to see it and smell it. Ugh, it pisses me off. Yes, guys are disgusting, I agree. Most women are going to agree with me on this. Um, I personally have good etiquette about cleanliness about taking care of other people at the gym and being respectful and I expect the same thing it's just kind of a difficult thing to deal with with the male race because a lot of them don't think about other people they just do what they want to do okay another thing that bothers me while I'm in the bathroom and I've heard girls complain about the same thing guys getting out of the shower Butt fucking naked. Okay, if you just got out of the shower to dry off and then tied your towel around your waist, cool. Then go to your locker and get dressed. Guys, th- there's this certain group of guys that seem like they just don't care that we don't want to see their dick and balls. And it's usually older guys, but not always. Um, and it's disgusting. I don't want to see it. I mean, I've got a really nice penis and balls, and every time I've gotten out of the shower, I could just go walking around in the gym. My body's in pretty good shape, you know, and it, uh, everybody probably be like, look at Mr. Adonis swinging his dick around. He thinks he's the shit. I'm not going to do that. I respect everybody inside that bathroom enough they don't they're not there to see x-rated shots of dudes walking through the gym with their ding-dong slinging around so every time i've gotten out of the shower 
I towel off and put my towel around my waist. The most you might catch out of me is when I'm opening my locker, I get my clothes out. Sometimes I even pull my underwear up through underneath the, the towel so I don't have to drop it. But sometimes I'll just drop the towel and then put my underwear on real quick and then continue with the rest of it. But you might catch a small glimpse of my ass, but you're not going to be seeing me just walking around in there, slinging my dick and balls, shaving my face, butt naked over the sink, and just walking around like they're at their home with nobody else watching. It's freaking absolutely disgusting. Oh, and one funny thing. Every guy that's in good shape or girl Tell me you haven't ran into somebody older in the gym that walks up to you and goes, wow, you're in great shape. When I was in your shape, I lifted a little bit heavier than that. I looked I looked just like you, or I looked better than you. That's another funny thing that happens at the gym. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sure. Sounds great anyways. They like to say it, but I don't believe it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be a fat slob right now. You would have made it a lifelong progress to stay in shape and eat correctly and keep coming to the gym and working out. I don't see how you could have completely went the opposite direction. What happened? Oh, the horror. Okay, the next thing. Another pet peeve for you. When you come to the gym, I'm really hoping you're serious about working out. And all too many times I find out there's a large percentage of people that come to the gym to sit and look at their fucking phone while they're sitting on a machine. Usually it's one I want to use. And they're on Facebook or TikTok or Instagram or whatever other social media bullshits out there. And I need them off the machine so I can actually use it. I've observed people sitting for 10 or 15 minutes in the gym on their phone. Why did you come to the gym to sit on your phone and play on your phone? In fact, you know, you should probably put it on airplane mode. I download my music. That's what I do. Or podcasts, whatever I want to listen to. So I can literally put my phone on airplane mode or do not disturb. I don't have to deal with anybody calling or texting. And I sure as hell do not get on social media. I try and limit that anyways. But my mission when I come to the gym is to kick ass and take names. I'm there to put on some muscles. I'm there to burn some fat. I'm there to increase my lung capacity and strengthen my heart. I'm doing all these things. That's what I'm concerned about is being a more healthy human being. Not to come there and hang out and look at my phone and maybe do 10 minutes of working out in 45 minutes and then go post on social media. Just had a killer workout at the gym. Got pumped. Hit it hard. Killed it, dude. Fuck you. Sorry, I just I'd love to say fuck you to people like that. I usually don't do it, but it's what I'm thinking in my head, and I'm allowed to have my thoughts. And now I've got a open medium now, the platform where I can actually share with you what I'm thinking about these cocksuckers. <laughs> 
I know I sound vicious when I say some of this stuff, but I'm joking, okay? So roll with me on this. All right, and here's another thing that's, uh, I don't want to get real angry about this, but this is kind of annoying. If you're in good shape, which I have tried to stay in shape ever since I was 18 years old, I've been dedicated to going to the gym and eating correctly. It's bothersome to have people come up and ask you for workout tips or a diet plan Like, I'm just freely going to give that stuff away. I have invested my life to know what I know. To know the foods to put in my body. To know the way to lift correctly. To look the way that I do. To be in in good, healthy shape. So, I'm not going to be a dick to somebody if they walk up and ask. But more than likely, I will have to tell them... I'm sorry, I don't have the time to come help you right now. I'm involved in my workout, and I'm on a time frame here, so I've got to go. So just stick with it. Best of luck to you. As long as you keep lifting and eating correctly, good foods, you'll see changes coming. That's all it takes. That's usually what I'll tell somebody. But if you want to hire me as a personal trainer or you want to buy a nutrition plan, then you're respecting me. Then you go, okay, I value this man's time, so I am going to pay him. And like I said, it doesn't just happen to me. Guys and girls, it happens to girl trainers. It happens to uh, big bodybuilding dudes I know. They go to the gym. I mean, it's it's always going to happen. There's always going to be somebody wanting a freebie. So if you've got some money and you want somebody to coach you or train you or teach you how to eat, ask them if they're willing to train or help you out. How much does it cost? Don't just come up and start begging for free information because that shit doesn't work in the real world. You think you just uh, walk up to uh, somebody that's a multi-millionaire billionaire businessman and just ask them hey uh, can you come out to coffee with me and uh, I got a lot of questions I want to ask so I can learn how to do what you're doing yeah they're gonna be like yeah fuck you buddy see you later you're insane okay so anyways there's some um, gym etiquette that needs to be noted to that needs to be looked into people need to pay attention to this stuff if you are any of these people that i have named well, i haven't named anyone if you're any of these people that i have described in this conversation then good lord please stop doing all of these things Become a member at the gym that takes care of the gym and your fellow gym members. And let's keep it kind of PG rated in the locker room. We don't have to see the, oh man, the horrible fat guys with their nasty little dicks. That makes me want to fucking puke. Um, yeah, and then if you need help, man, just think about all this stuff that I said. Ask somebody if you can pay them for their help. If you walk up to me 
say, could I pay you for help to do some training so I could learn how to get where you're at? Could I pay you for a diet plan that would show me how to eat like you eat? Say that to a, a, a badass female trainer that's at the gym or a big bodybuilder guy. And you know what? More than likely, they're going to want to help you. And they might even decide to do it for free, but you should respect them first and foremost because, trust me, I hear it all the time. People want free shit. That's rude. A total disrespect of time. So I'm done ranting on this one. Gym etiquette. There you go. Learn from it. Change your ways of doing things at the gym. Be more respectful. Love your fellow man and woman and binary folk and whatever kind of fucking human being it is. And... Treat everybody with respect. Treat everybody how you want to be treated. Well, that's it on this show, the best of 2020 in review. You got some famous quotes. You got to learn more about how body language can help you communicate better. And, of course, gym etiquette, how not to be that jackass at the gym. So if you enjoyed this, as always, I ask of you, please like this episode, review Leave a five-star review. That would be freaking awesome if you would. I would greatly appreciate it. And it would help other fellow podcast listeners out there find this as a new podcast that they may enjoy. Until next time, folks, keep it real. Later. Keeping it real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you, but please do all of this at your own.